and welcome to this week's episode of Weekend Preview starting Tinsley, Zach, and myself, Mason. We are so excited for another weekend full of overall sports and especially football. We have our weekend preview where we're going to look over what happened, like hit on some topics for last weekend. And then we have our famous hop on a prop, our best bet, and then our signature, which hasn't hit yet, but But we're due, baby. We're due. (laughs) We're due. That is the next guy up pod parlay, which Zach is still in the process as we speak, working on his leg for the parlay. It's how it's you how you come together. Zach? It's coming. I'm really waiting to the last minute. Uh, I'm doing some last minute research over here. Waiting, you know, I'm waiting for all the stats to come in, all the data to come in last as, as late as I can. You know, we're checking injury reports. We're checking uh, all all the spreads, see the lines are moving, things like that. You know. Speaking of a last minute pick, was that yeah. Vandy pick last week? A last minute pick? No, that was pod? that was my best pick. Uh, no, well, no, it was terrible. Best bet hit Colorado. We should have swapped. Yeah, that, that is. Bet. Yeah, let's start there. My Colorado. Listen, I've had some takes about Colorado over the course of this podcast. My it's take true. about Colorado this week: pro Colorado, and it. They said they were going to cover. What did I say? Twenty-one and a half points. A lot of points. Easy. USC's defense trash, garbage. What happened? I said. What did I say? I said it's going to turn into a shootout. What happened? Shootout. High scoring game. Yep. USC is not coming anywhere near the college football playoff. They, you can have Caleb Williams all you want, but it doesn't matter if you're going to give up 41 points to Colorado's offense without their best player, arguably. I mean, I'm just saying USC is when, when they run into an Oregon or a Washington or a Notre Dame or Notre Dame there. There's no way they're, they're not going to do anything against them. It's done. Even Notre Dame, even Notre Dame. I've said it. I've had that scheduled as like, I'm going to smash that whenever they play each other. It don't matter what the money line is. I'm, I'm smashing it. Smash it. I don't, I don't um, think they play uh, Washington though. Oh, okay. I'd bro. have to double check. <laughs> so here's the thing though. If you listen back to oh, what you Zach... play them November right. 4th. Ooh. Oh, look Ooh, at that. That's, that's tough. USC. Yeah, USC schedule is is no joke to be honest with you, and uh, they could end up with like three losses. I think. I mean, Caleb, unless you, they're literally just relying on Caleb Williams to score all of their points. Yep, guys. USC schedule is hard. Yeah, listen to it. The Pac-12. They're, awesome. no, they're playing Notre Dame. They play Utah. Looks pretty good. They play Washington, Oregon, and then in with UCLA, but. I mean, that's three top ten teams they're playing in the last couple in, le- in the second half of their schedule. Playing Washington and playing Oregon is tough. Back to back, they could legitimately <laughs> be nine and three or eight and four. Like no joke. Wow. With a potential like Heisman, what if they won the Heisman at eight and four? They won't. Let, Caleb Williams. They won't give it to them. Not. not at that. Even if his stats are crazy. Even with two I mean, losses, they can score. They can score fifty points a game, but if they can't stop anybody. Washington and Panix Jr. is going to put up 60 on them. Hmm. Interesting. Mm, Okay, so that's my first take. Second take. Vanderbilt is truly a bunch of scumbags. Yep. Cowards. Cowards. Kick them out of the SEC immediately and replace them with anyone else. Yep. So So, um, I made a terrible decision. And uh, if if you followed us last week, 
I, I personally apologize if you took the next parlay. And uh, this leg where I was betting on Vanderbilt, really what I was betting on is that Missouri was frauds, and they still are frauds. But uh, <laughs> betting on Vanderbilt is the first time I've ever done it and the last time. Never again will I ever bet on Vanderbilt. Truly just a terrible life choice on my part. And I apologize sincerely from the bottom of my heart to all of the Next Guy Up listeners. I accept your apology, Zach. The, Thank you, Mason. The fact that it, there's a minute 30 left in the game, you're one score away from covering, and you just right. let you have all three timeouts, and you don't call a single timeout. That head coach no. should be ashamed of himself. He's yep. not keeping his boosters happy because guess what? The boosters bet on the game. They would love for you to know, know who it is. I don't even know who the, the Vanderbilt head coach is. I don't either, but he's in a fraud. the same state. He's a loser. He's an idiot. And they're on the list. They've cracked my top three. Yep. I keep a solid top three that teams I don't bet on. And right now that would okay. be uh Wait, can I guess? Go ahead. Can I put can I guess Notre Dame after that horrible loss of a No uh, stuff. Oh, well you you bet on them and you were cut, zoned in and they broke the, your hearts because they forgot they, to put a defensive end in. They made all that money back by covering Saturday night against Duke. I I double. So they came uh, and come back and triple. Were they on the list before? The, no, on the list uh, before. It Duke? takes okay. it takes like it a was close. They were close. Yeah, they were probably number seven. So top okay. three would be the Boston Bruins. They're number one. Oh, tough. Yikes! <laughs> How much <laughs> money they cost you? Go go ahead and explain that one for us. Thirty eight hundred dollars is what they cost me. So I had a free ten dollar <laughs> bet <laughs> last year. Uh, podcast mm-hmm. listeners. I bet the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. This was in December. Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. UConn to win March Madness. Boston Bruins to win pick. the National mm. Stanley Cup, whatever it's called. Because hockey. What round did they lose? Uh, they lost in the first round to an eight seed after setting records after records for best record, more yep. points, points, just everything. And then they lose in the first round to. Yeah, that was rough. The Florida Panthers. So, Boston Bruins, it's going to take a lot to move them off of number one, but they're they're at one. And then uh, Minnesota is number two right now because they blew a fat, fat, fat parlay two weeks ago that Mason was on with me. And uh, mm-hmm. it was like five bucks mm-hmm. to win 170 And I just hate them. Yeah, I don't know why. They're golden tough. gophers, dumb mascot. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about college Minnesota, yes. not the Vikings. No, not the Vikings. No. Gotcha. My Super Bowl winning Vikings, but go ahead, Tens. And and then Vandy. Vandy's at number three now because they're just making me mad. Guys, is there? This is a, this is a changing topics, but is there a, such a thing as being too good in the regular season? Like you perform too well that it's like you're almost can't live up to that hype in the playoffs. Like I think back to that undefeated. Uh, Patriots team. Patriots, yeah. Yeah, I and it, I think the Boston Bruins, and then like the Atlanta Braves this year having that kind of like such predicting the future? Kind of I'm just like saying that I feel like it's hard to finish a season that has been so good. Like, Yeah, it's hard to maintain to that like that season built for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to stay like that hot. I think it varies. I think it, it depends on the sport. Like certain sports you can go on runs. I think football is a little – little easier to stay hot but things like hockey and baseball there's so many games streaky yeah yeah and series like your football you gotta win one game 
in, in hockey is to a seven game series baseball. Is, did that is, Golden State Warriors team that broke all those? I was going to break that. Did up. they lose? Yeah. They did. Or did yeah. they win? No, that team lost. That's the something team. To this. That's the, something to it. That's the team that lost three uh, one in the finals, and they went and got Kevin Durant. Yep. yep. Tough. Man, cowards. When cowards. they broke that record, that was the same night of Kobe Bryant's last game as a oh yeah as an NBA player. I went back and forth. That was probably regular season wise. That was the greatest night of my life sports wise because I kept going back and forth between ESPN and ESPN two to watch those two games and kind of witness history and putting quote for myself it was. But side note, we're getting off a of track. But I feel like you yeah, want to be like you're a B plus. Something. You want to be like a B plus in the regular season. Very fair. Like, very Think good. About the Giants. Not great. Giants yeah. are like a C minus, <laughs> C minus regular season. They they win the Super Bowl twice right. with Eli Manning. It's all that matters. <laughs> you gotta you gotta save up some of your wins for the postseason. You know, <laughs> you can't be spending them all in the regular season. That's I my did, take. I did have one more team I want to yell about. Really fast yeah, yell about for it. And this Do is it. most. This maybe not just this team specifically, but college in general. Why do they not have to share their injury reports? What What is this? I bet on Kansas plus 16. I felt really good about the bet. Uh, their quarterback, um, Daniels, is a very good player, uh, high-scoring offense. And then like 15 minutes before the game, I find out that he's a scratch. He had a back injury that no one was reported all week. Like why do why – do, College coaches not have to report injuries. I understand it's competitive advantage or whatever, yeah. but like that's so. Are they reporting this for the betters? That, well, that's what I'm. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> because that's that's a significant advantage if you knew that their quarterback wasn't going to play. Of course, I would have taken Texas then. So I don't know. Hmm. I just it, it made me very mad. Kansas. Was a little scrappy in the first half. They, I thought maybe they could pull it they off. Did. Their backup quarterback's good too. It's just, I, yeah, I don't know. It just makes me because it feel like this happens all the time. It's like, oh, star player is out thirty minutes before kickoff. No one knew. It's like, well, that's not fair. We've all bet one way. It's kind of wild that they can actually keep the under wraps the entire week. Like I yeah. follow some like some Tennessee like beat reporters and stuff, and they're in practice and they have like yeah multiple press conferences throughout the week. And the fact that they could actually keep under wraps that their starting quarterback is injured is kind of wild. I mean, I feel like, like having like much receivers level. and running backs. I mean, maybe unless you're just tapped into like the local beat writers for that team, maybe that's why I missed it. But but I feel like that would come out though if that like if right. people had known. There's. They definitely kept it under wraps. But yeah, no one on your team tell anyone. Yeah, it's not even, like that leak. It's kind of even crazy. if it was like the local beat writer for UT was just writing about how, you know, like, if Joe Melton missed a game or was going to miss a game this upcoming week, like it would yeah. be news on ESPN within for sure an hour. So I it don't would get be it affecting the line. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why they're allowed. Very interesting. Why, why it's different? Because in the NFL, if you like just do only half of practice it gets reported that you were limited in practice and stuff so it's like Dang. overanalyzing and then it fell if you're missing practice at all so i don't know it's annoying i hate it it's one of the down one of my downfalls in college football is that i don't ever know down with kansas. starting but down with kansas mostly yes they suck again 
Um, okay. Other, we've kind of been bleeding into weekend recap here. I we have a little bit. That's yeah. that's fine though. It's good. Um, we talked about the Pac-12. I saw an interesting right. bet about them that you could take on DraftKings. Uh, yeah. Like minus one fifty that someone from the Pac-12 will win the Heisman. So you, huh? Versus the field. That's pretty good. <clears throat> the field was like plus two fifty. I mean, they've got the top two guys. Nicks. So it's like Penix Jr. It's Caleb Williams. It's, it's Bo Nix on Nix. the outside. If he has a really good second half, he's like plus one thousand right now, which isn't bad odds. He's been good. I think I don't, Oregon hasn't had a ton, ton of competition yet. But. Well, it also has Sanders, technically. Which, Is I he mean, still he, on there? He's still pretty high up. It's crazy. He's he's like next to Sam Hartman. I keep checking because I have Sam Hartman and Jordan Travis. So, <laughs> holding those. Mm. Uh, that I mean, that's it feels right. I mean, I think right now, who's the front runner? Is it? It's it's Caleb Knicks. Williams. No, Caleb Williams is like minus one eighty or plus one eighty. They won't be after they drop a couple games here pretty soon. Yeah, I think that's where Bo Nix is going to sneak in. I think if you're if you're looking to take a long shot at Heisman, I mean, if you want to take the field thing that I just talked about, I mean, minus one fifty yeah. odds kind of suck. But uh, I think right now you want to take Bo Nix and Penix. Like those would be the two you want to jump on right now. Because either one of them knocks off USC and stays undefeated, then they're probably the front runner. I really don't think Caleb Williams is going to win it because his team is not good enough. No, and they're which kind of sucks that that's part of the part of the thing. But but it's I always mean, down the other side of that though is I mean Oregon Washington so Oregon Washington play next week. They play each other, Ooh. so Bo Nix versus Penix Juniors. That'll be a good game. But then Washington also plays USC, so those they get to play each other as well. I mean, we're going to see all these quarterbacks straight up go head to head. Yeah, I like that, which is pretty I, cool. Yeah, actually, Oregon so, plays USC as well, so they all play all three quarterbacks play each other. Yeah, there's there's times where like some conferences, like teams get to kind of miss each other, where they don't have to play the top tier teams in their conference. Yeah, so. I, I like when this happens. You mean like Georgia and Alabama? Like every yeah, season? something like that. You know, how Georgia just kind of always somehow right. magically gets Arkansas and Missouri. It kind of suck if you had to play both of them every year. Yeah, it would suck, wouldn't it? Hmm. <laughs> because cause you have a, a, a rivalry from the – whoever knows when. Uh, man, Zach, that was a flawless transition. Speaking of Georgia. Yeah. Look at that. I don't uh, – how do you feel about this Georgia team? Because I don't think uh, I feel bad in a good way. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> feel bad in a good way. I feel it, bad about them being good. It turns in, out that was I still they're not very good. Yeah, they are good. They're not as good as they have been. Let's, let's right. say. I think two years of losing all this de- defensive players to the NFL draft is kind of caught up to them. And the yeah. fact that uh, 35-year-old Stinson Bennett is not there operating as the quarterback. I guess he was perfect for the system because this the dude they got in now does not scare me at all. What is, what's Brock Bowers' Heisman line? <laughs> oh, it's like, probably like plus 25,000. you see his fourth quarter? I mean, it was like Georgia legitimately had a chance in the fourth quarter to lose that game. 
Yeah. And then every pass went to Brock Bowers, like the whole rest of the game. As soon as it was kind of like, mm, this game's a little bit in question, it was every single pass was Brock Bowers. And they couldn't yeah. do anything about it. And it's like, this guy is truly unstoppable. So, I don't know. Um, I think just because he's not a quarterback, he doesn't have a chance, but that guy is a freak. Freak of nature. He's a freak. Um, I I don't know. I think Georgia with their, with their schedule is, I mean, they have just a few possibilities of losing, but not any really good ones. I mean, I, I think Neyland is truly their best yeah. chance of losing. Um, and I think they're going to coast to that SEC championship game, though. And once they get there, I mean, I think it'll be Bama probably. I, could we? see West is kind of in a weird spot right now. I, well, so that's – could we not have an SEC team in the playoff this year? If you if you think about it, we could have two Big Ten, one Big 12, and one Pac-12. Well, the Big Ten is all plays each other, though. All the good Big Ten teams play each other at the end of the season. Yeah, but if now, so, it's it's the question of like, well, would would a one loss Michigan or Ohio State go in over one loss Georgia? If the loss is to like Bama, I know it's kind of early for playoff talk, but yeah, that is the question. Or I mean, we, we just talked about USC, Michigan, or USC, Washington, Oregon all playing each other too. So like, what do you do if? They all split those series, and then all all of a sudden, you have a one loss Oregon, Washington, and USC that are sitting in the Pac twelve, and then you have a one loss Michigan, and then Penn State beats Ohio State, or something weird happens there, and then you have a ton of one loss teams because there's so many teams in that like a minus category right now, where it's you have ten teams that are really good, it seems, but, but most of them play each other at some point, so it's like, well, we'll see what happens. I don't know. You know, it'd be kind of crazy. If maybe the if playoff 12 was like twelve slots. of them, and then we figure and out who all the best those team good teams was. could be there. That would be wild. We should have put a trigger warning before that for your dad. He's not gonna like that at all. He probably <laughs> just now started listening again. That guy, we finally got him back. Um, uh, we'll be getting a text. I mean, I think I think Texas has a good chance of being a playoff team. Yeah. At this point, uh, Big Twelve is pretty down, and we're gonna talk about the game a little bit. Uh, but I think that game has the potential, honestly, to be like a playoff, kind of really deal. early playoff. I mean, I think Oklahoma is good. I'll save the talk there. But I think Texas has a good chance of being in the playoff. But then it's going to get kind of wild. I mean, it could truly be like a Texas and then one Big 12 team. I mean, one Pac-12, one Big 10, one SEC if Georgia kind of coasts through. Yeah, I think this is probably the year. Down SEC, though, it's going to be a big national talking point. Yep. If if Georgia picks up a loss and then loses SEC championship game, I don't see – it it could get tough. I I don't think we'll get two teams from any conference this year. I think it'll be one. I think there could be one or two max undefeated teams, and I think we're just going to be like six or seven one-loss teams, and it's going to be like – some people are going to get screwed out of a playoff yeah. spot. And you got to think about Florida State, too, because I think they've played the toughest Florida part State's of their good. schedule. They've played yep. the toughest part. You're right. I forgot about them. <laughs> yep. God. So, I think this it sucks. Used to, all the other conferences were bad. Yep. So, it was like one last SEC team. You're in for sure. <laughs> 
So that's uh, definitely I, college football. It's it's getting interesting. It's it's definitely got a lot of fun storylines this year. It makes me wish the playoff was already expanded, just because. I don't know. I just want to see. Well, all this is more fun conversation. Yeah. I know you don't have to argue about one losses in the garbage. You can just yeah. pick the twelve best teams and let them figure it out that way. Um, so transitioning from college to some NFL topics, real quick. Um, the Bengals. Congrats, Titans mm. boys! Y'all beat the brakes off the Bengals. Yeah, we did. I didn't watch a second of the game. Uh, but. Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass. I saw that. Pretty sick. Nice setting that the up, jump Zach. Because I got a stat for you. Uh-oh. Here we go. The stats. Ready for the stats? Derrick Henry, Devin Singletary, and Keenan Allen all have one throwing touchdown this season. They are one away from tying Joe Burrow for Ooh. how many passing touchdowns he has had for this season. That's tough. Well, you're thinking, well, I get it. He's been injured. He's missed games. Not. He's not missed games. He's played his games through the injury, but he's only had two. There's two backups that have as many passing touchdowns as him. Gardner Minshew that was in for Anthony Richardson. And then also Andy Dalton, if you forgot about that guy. The Red Rifle. He has had as many as uh, Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow just... Kind of that whole offense struggle. If anybody watched that game, they they couldn't get anything going. I actually had Jamar Chase over his receiving yards. He couldn't get nobody got anything going for that whole defense. Couldn't stop anything. So they're struggling. But I'll take the win with the Titans. Got that's the Derrick Henry's get right game right there. He started. He looked like himself. He threw. He's thrown. He's known to throw some passing touchdowns. Let's jump the ball. Yeah, jump pass. It was awesome. So I'll take it. I'm just glad my under hit. That's it was my best bet. So thank you guys for containing the Bengals' terrible offense. I don't know if I'm the Bengals. If I'm the Bengals, I'm I'm stressed. I'm worried. Joe Burrow is not right, and they should have shut him down because now they're just dug themselves into a very deep hole to where they can't yeah. they can't let him sit now because they can't afford any more losses. But He's not healthy. He can't move at all, and that's very much like hurting their offense. Um, and then how about some egg on my face? The Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm. I didn't expect this at all. I didn't think Baker had think this kind of dog in him. Uh, the offensive line I thought was going to be really bad. Uh, but here they are. We're just, just winning games. I mean, they've only lost one game. I'm going to be honest. I kind of forgot about the game where he's on the Rams for like four days and he goes out and balls out. We should just remember that game because this is what he's like looking like and put Mike Evans on your team. And apparently you're just, you're crushing it offensively and their, their defense has always been good. Right? Like, yeah, I know Tom Brady gets a lot of like praise, but towards the back end of his, just like any other 43, 45 year old quarterback, whatever, you're, he had the defense help him out a lot. Like he, they did the, what they were supposed to do. So I watched a little bit of their game. I have Sunday ticket, best investment of my lifetime, and I'd switch it over there because I got like I'm I'm checking them out. Why not? But they've looked they've looked really good. So overall team, um, I'm curious to see if it holds up. 
I was yep. wrong too. I said that that whole division was garbage and they've kind of run away with it a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Let's see if they can hold up on it. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I even, I took their alternate win under. And so, I mean, I'm feeling very stupid right now. So that's fun. Um, all right. So let's transition to best matchups of the weekend. Mason, if you want to kick us off. I, I know I had one more thing on there about the Chiefs. I'm going to get into that here in a minute. Can't wait. I also have a stat on that. But I'm going to just – we we got some time here. We got I'm going to speed mine up a little bit. But mine is Cowboys are four-point underdog against the 49ers this weekend. The 49ers have been eliminated, or the 49ers have eliminated the Cowboys in the last two postseasons. I'm excited to see how the Cowboys' uh, excellent defense holds up against this incredible 49ers offense. If anybody remembers, the Cowboys go down. They had to spot the ball, the refs had to, and they didn't have enough time to spike it. They're probably still bitter about that. So I'm I, I'm really excited about this matchup here. The Cowboys defense has allowed the fewest points per game this season, and the 49ers offense has put up the third most points per game. So what's going to give wow. here, right? Um, both teams are both also perfect against the spread. Cowboys are, are almost perfect. Cowboys are 3-1, and one, and the 49ers are 3-0-1 and one against the spread. So some betting statistics for you there that's my that that is my matchup of the weekend wow good that's great who you got me who's gonna win i don't know how anybody can bet against the 49 they mccaffrey that whole i if anybody could stop them i would this defense the cowboys defense has looked i mean they've made the patriots look like a college team out there so this defense looks good if anybody could stop them. But then I feel like they would just give it to Debo, and Debo, Debo would put up like two or three touchdowns. Like, so I don't, I'm going to say 49ers. They just have too much like to – and Dak does enough. Like he doesn't turn the ball over, right? He doesn't do anything like incredibly flashy, which I think Brock Purdy kind of does the same, but it's like different offenses. But well, I'm curious to see. I'm going to say 49ers by like a point. You say Dak Prescott doesn't turn the ball over? You're talking about well, just this year? Yeah, this year. Yeah. Okay. He's he's he has done he has done better this year. Yeah, no, I was gonna say he led the he tied for the league league last oh, year. I, he missed I had a stat about it last year. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. No, this year he's looked a different I think he's just not they're not like not passing it. it to, or they're they're not forcing it. Yeah, they're not I, making them like pass too much. Go ahead. I think I think uh McDaniels or not McDaniels, Mike. Yeah, Mike McDaniels, uh, the head coach for the Cowboys, taking over offensive coordinator duties. McCarthy, um, McCarthy, whatever, all the same. Uh, you know, maybe firing Kellen Moore wasn't the worst thing for the team. You listening, Josh? Yeah, you listening, Josh? You listening, <laughs> Mason? Your boy, your, your boyfriend, Kellen Moore. He's doing a lot for the Chargers. They've almost lost to the Raiders last week. Pretty sure Herbert's like leading the league in passing yards, but whatever. <laughs> hey, why are none of us? Why are we not bet on Christian, McCaff- Christian McCaffrey touchdown yet? I but think he's literally hit eleven now. in a row, right? Yeah, but it's, it's like minus it's like, it's like minus one ninety. Yeah, I just checked. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, right? He's like hit eleven in a row. It's a streak I've never it's, even heard of before. More than that. I think. 
he's he's only a couple away from breaking the like record, like NFL yeah. record. It's crazy. Which makes me just feel like they're going to keep feeding him to try and get him the record. You know, I think the odds are pretty good. Well, that's my. I'll take. have to look that up. It's a, that's Zach's take. Take it or leave it, and I'm taking it. <laughs> well, four touchdowns last game. I mean, come on. Can you not stop the guy? He looked incredible. And he's not even like a, you know, 20-year-old running back. I need to look up his age, but come on. He's he's killing it. So. All right. Zach, do you want to do yours or do you want me to do mine? Mine's super short. Yeah, you I got wonder what your I wonder what yeah. yours is, Tens. All right. Mm. I got huh. one game. <laughs> I'm trying. Get up. Get up. Make your breakfast. Get your smoothie, whatever, get your coffee, whatever you need. Because we, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are going to war with the Buffalo Bills. That's all I've been thinking about. The Bills are coming off of, and I don't have stats. I don't have anything for this. This is just my gut. It's never failed me, except it does all the time. But it won't this time. Uh <laughs> The Bills just came off of three games where they smashed teams by more than 20 points. They beat a division rival who was coming off a huge win, and so now they're they're feeling them they're feeling themselves. Well, guess what, everybody? They lost their starting cover corner in Trevion White, which sucks. He's a good player. Uh, and they're flying over to London. They're gonna be a little groggy. They're not gonna be prepared. Yeah. We've been there all week. Trevor just celebrated his birthday there. Shout out my guy so Trevor. Many fish and chips. All the fish and chips. And so we're not just going to beat them, but I'm going re- reverse spread on them. Jags minus five and a half. It was always the Jags. Always the Jags. And the real Josh we're Allen... Clip- the good Josh Allen, my defensive lineman, he had three sacks last week against the Falcons. He's going to have three more this week, just like he did the last time we played the Bills. That's all they talked about on the TV the whole time was, Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen. What's well, happening again? So that's all I got. Can I make a request? Yep. I would like to request that our intern, if nobody knows, Tinsley's wife, Morgan, Goes ahead and clips this scene and puts it in a TikTok oh, and no. see if it holds up or not. Because I'm I'm ready for it. Uh, you sold me. You didn't give me one stat. You didn't have to. Didn't have but to. But I I did say what did I said before the season. One of the futures I was already looking at. You know how they put them out like a month before the season start. I said I want to go ahead and take the Jags because I think the line's going to move and they have an advantage already being in London and then the Bills have to go up there. And it's a whole spiel trying to get into, like, you know, a new country, the, a different country, time zones, all that Setting stuff. Practice. So also, I, yep. Exactly. Yeah. I saw into the future, and the NFL every single week from like five to 12 is going to have an international game because I don't know what is better to do than wake up, make like a hearty breakfast and watch NFL football at eight o'clock in the morning. It starts out your Sunday, right? And I think it's going to happen. I think they will continue it. They'll just, they'll have, they're not, everybody is freaking out about the Jags moving there in tens. I don't want to get you fired up because it's not going to happen. I think we need to hear tens official statement on Jags. 
uh, staying in Jacksonville. We're at the halfway point. We haven't even started our bets, but we can go for Well, let me just finish my statement. I don't think they'll have a whole division over there, but I think that they will try to make a requirement where every third, like every single third, like NFL team will have to go over there. And they will have it from like, you know how they slowly started Thursday night football games where it was just a couple times. Do you remember this? You and I grew up with it. It was Thursday night just randomly. And now it's literally every single week now almost. So it's like one of those things where I could see international. They want to continue to build the brand and they want to just continue. They want to make it like soccer worldwide. And the whole starting, I'm sure that's the biggest views out of anything. Nobody's waking up Sunday morning to watch like the news or animal planet or anything. They're, they're turning on their TVs to watch football at eight o'clock in the morning with their eggs and pancakes. Hmm. Hmm. There you hmm. go. I like it. Uh, I don't think they'll ever be teams permanently. No, there won't. It won't too work. much logistics. Like you said, I do Travel. think they're, they're just, they'll keep doing what they're doing now where they, um, we'll see more of it. Yeah. Uh, the whole, the whole thing of the Jags are moving to London, and this is a test run because we just did two weeks in a row. Well, last week was our scheduled home game in London, and then this week is the Bills' scheduled home game in London. I, the NFL made the schedule like this. We didn't get to pick the play back-to-back weeks. They just did it. Um, if you think the Jags are moving to London full-time, let me ask you this. Would you spend – out of your own pocket, $100 million for a practice facility and then move the team away to another country and then just leave that practice facility just sitting there. I don't know. Would you do that? That's true, Chance. Would you buy up? Now I'm not done. Would you buy up (laughs) tons of property to build the biggest Four Seasons Hotel in North America? Wow. In the city of Jacksonville. Would you start big enough to hold that? I'll get to that small city. I'll get to that. (laughs) Would you, would you personally spend millions of dollars starting your own professional wrestling company to rival the WWE on television (laughs) and base it? I'm not, and base it. It's headquarters is in Jacksonville, Florida. Would you do all this stuff? Would you do all this stuff to move your team to London? The answer is Morgan no. Tinsley, I want you to clip this as well for the TikTok. Yeah, no, so this is the part you're going to need to clip right here. Michael Florio, <laughs> shut up. Quit quit your stupid every other day narrative stories of the Jags are moving to London. Get a new story, buddy. It, you've been saying it for 10 years. He's been saying this dumb crap for 10 years. And, and guess what? We're still in Jacksonville, idiot. And we're still going to be in Jacksonville 10 more years, you idiot. <laughs> Michael what have Florio. I done? Just, he ticks me <laughs> off, man. I didn't mean to get you started. Yeah, you did. You knew that's a trigger. Tim, uh, we, we needed the people to hear these takes. It was important. Yes. Well, guess what? Now I'm smashing Jags money line. And I'm gonna use what that money that and I'm gonna use that money to subscribe subscribe to PFF because Michael Florio's hurting apparently for money. He's gotta put up fake stories about the Jags moving to London to get clicks. <laughs> So you're gonna give him money? I gotta help him out. <laughs> that I, that's what that I'm. I have to help him because he won't shut up about the Jaguars oh, moving. No. You know who needs money? We do. We're a nonprofit. <laughs> and our bets no suck. 
<laughs> no, layoff. Not, no layoffs though yeah we will never lay off people no matter how bad right, let's, right. so, let's keep this moving what's your what's your matchup <laughs> okay my matchup I, I don't know if i'm gonna be able to follow that up um <laughs> my matchup is uh none other than the red river rivalry uh it's a big one here folks it's always a big one um but for a couple more reasons one texas is actually good Number two, Oklahoma's good. Uh, that's not being talked about, but they're 5-0 and as well. Uh, they've put up some points now. Have they played anyone of note? Mm. Has Texas? Mm. Alabama. Other than Alabama. Oh, yeah, they did play Alabama. Mm. Just kidding. So they played some space, so that's the game. Um, but Oklahoma may be good. Uh, so I think it's going to be a fun one. Last year, uh, 49-0. to <laughs> tough. Uh, Texas ran away with that one. Um, but here we are back again. Um, a couple of big, other big storylines. This is um, next week, next year, we all know that uh, Oklahoma, Texas moving to SEC. So this is our last year with the Big 12. And maybe the last we uh, last year with this kind of like every year rivalry sort of. Uh, yeah. We know some of the rivalries are changing next year at SEC. And so um, this may be the last year of this like annual big huge event which is kind of a bummer um but one of the best rivalries in football always exciting not last year but usually uh this year i think it's going to be a fun one and i think uh oklahoma could surprise some people and play pretty well a lot of people are throwing around texas right now as playoff uh contenders national championship really contenders uh and this will be a chance to show they can play um, and kind of the hostile environment. So it'll be fun. I think it's be a really fun game. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I feel like it. that's like, yeah, that's got to be the game in the weekend, right? Uh, Yeah. Probably. I feel like, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I think the big SEC one is Kentucky versus Georgia, which that's just going to be an ugly-looking game. LSU, Missouri. Uh, yeah, that one could be fun. Which Missouri cowards. They're Missouri's my biggest frauds of all time. Listen, Zach, some of us gave them out as a over six and a half wins, okay? Some of us need to root mm. them on. Well, you've got five already, so you, you just need two more. And if you listen to us over the summer, ladies and gentlemen, you could have got on that with me early for plus money because I said they'd start 5-0. and oh. uh, Most interesting line of the weekend, in my opinion, is uh, this Alabama A&M line is kind of wild. Um, as I was yeah. – I don't really feel good enough to bet on it either way, but – Alabama only being a one-point favorite at A&M, who has looked good at times but also has really not looked good at times, is pretty interesting. I mean, the same with Bama, though. So I think this might be a real test to see where Bama's at right now. They're kind of a huge question mark in my brain, to be honest with you. Uh, if I mean, it's in College Station, which honest, obviously makes a big difference. But one point is not a lot of points. And that's my take. It's pretty Let good me be take. honest here. That is a good take. I don't have a stat for this, but I feel like when Alabama's playing a small college and they're like 63-point favorites, they always cover those spreads. But when it's games like this, they never cover the spread. And you want to know why I know you that? You against Ole Miss earlier? Yes. And I've bet, it's because I bet it because I'm just like, oh, Nick Saban, like, you, gotta, you can't bet against them. And then it's always these big games like this where they end up like losing against Texas, like they lose against the spread. And, but it, when it's the small games where it's like, 
I don't know. Are they going to cover 70 points against like Southern Alabama State University or whatever? And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. they end up blowing them out by 71. So it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah. if it's a small college, take Alabama. If it, or, you know, it's a, if it's a big matchup, then I feel like you should fade them because they've not covered. And it's take just, I don't have a stat, but yep, there's my take. So. Mm-hmm. Are we ready for hop on a prop? Yeah, let's. It's time for everyone's ready. favorite part of the podcast. And that's when they can bust out the uh, notepads and fade us. So <laughs> I have an announcement to make. The chant that was supposed to be like a jingle is dead. We need to create an actual hop on the prop, like get Zach's piano or guitar skills or something. We need to create a legitimate, like not me just saying hop on a prop and then expecting <laughs> the other two guys to get in and then they kind of do and it dies off. That's not a jingle. So we need okay, to start Here's, here's what I'm going to do. All right, I'm ready. I'm going to add a sound effect in right here. Then it's going to be our new sound effect. Great. All right. Can't wait for it. I'm excited. Right. We don't even know what that sound effect is. But here is, my hop, here is my hop on a prop. It is Michael Wilson over 37 and a half yards at minus 115. Zach, who is Michael Wilson? Um, exactly. Player. Nobody knows who he is. He's a wide receiver, kind of breakout wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. He's got Josh Dobbs. Uh, did you guys know that he, you know, was an astronaut at one time? He is, yeah. Know? Uh, is In that crazy? Crazy. Well... You're probably wondering, Mason, you're betting on a Cardinals player. I sure am. The Cardinals play against the struggling Bengals at home. Here's Wilson's last three games. 76 yards, 86 yards, and 56 yards receiving. Do you remember what the line was? 37 and a half. So you're talking like 20, 30 yards more, even like 40 yards more. Who has led the most games in receiving yards, you might ask, by an Arizona Cardinal? Not Marquise Brown. It's Michael Wilson. He has two games where he has had the most receiving yards of any Cardinals. Marquise Brown has one, and Rondell Moore has one, and Michael Wilson has the other two. So give me Michael Wilson over 37 and a half yards at minus 115. Put it in the books, baby. That's your hop on a prop by Mason Trentle. Fun fact, I sat behind Josh Dobbs in my matrix algebra class in college. Wow. Was he just so smart? Real. No, he's like playing his phone and stuff. <laughs> I, I, bet, the record uh, show. I bet UT had his jersey for sale at their shops. Ooh. Unlike those cowards over in Arizona. NIL. Got him. Yeah. Uh, Got him. <laughs> I I really like this bet. Not only has he been Josh Dobbs' favorite guy, the Cardinals are rumored to be trading Marquise Brown to the Panthers. So you could see if if a deal gets worked out before the weekend, he's not on the team. That takes away a number one target. So Love it. Definitely like that. All right. Um, my hop on a prop. I guess we're Cardinals boys out here today. I am Apparently so. On. James Conner, over 58 and a half yards rushing. He has hit this in three out of four games. The one game he didn't hit was against the 49ers when they were losing pretty bad, and so they just kind of abandoned the run. He still had 52 in that game, so it's not like he was that far off. 
Um, the Bengals defense is allowing 5.1 yards per attempt and 157 yards rushing Shoot. per game. So I don't know if I need to explain that any further, that they are bad against the run. I think a lot of these defensive pieces, they lost uh, Jesse Bates, some of their defensive tackles and other linebackers uh, are really kind of showing up to be pretty bad for the Bengals defense. That was pretty good. So I'm going to take James Conner over 58 and a half yards rushing. And let me be honest, Tins. Does this feel like the now that the Cardinals won a game? I'm now wondering, is it like the Bears and the Pant? Like, are they the ones tanking and not? Because now it looks like they're all and Josh Jobs isn't tanking. And so I'm like, what happens if they get ahead against the Bengals? Run the ball to con- like they're not they're not the ones that are going to continue to be aggressive. They're going to try to hang on to this win as much as so they're going to hand it off to Connor. And that means more attempts, more opportunities for the rushing yards. So even if they got up like 10 to 7, let's just pass it. Let's just hand it off to him a couple extra more times than we would have. Like, I just feel like they'll run the clock out a little bit. So 21 to 17, whatever it is. But I could see them handing it to him more. Love it. Love it. All right. Those are our hops on props. Zachy D, let's kick off best bet. I All right, here's my best there. bet. Um, my <laughs> best bet is, okay, um, I'm going with Oklahoma at plus five. This line has actually moved like in the last two days from six and a half down to five. Um, I think a lot of people are thinking the same thing. This is uh, kind of, I mean, in Texas' schedule, this is one of their huge hurdles to get over. I think people are still thinking about that Texas is back uh, kind of narrative where they just haven't been able to put a whole season together. I think it's still there. I think that this game is huge. I think there's a lot on the line. I think it could be close. I think it will be close. And so even though you would rather have it at like seven or seven and a half, I think plus five uh, gives you a little bit of room. And I think Oklahoma is going to keep it close. I do. Where I'm at. Mm. Uh oh. As a guy holding a Texas minus six uh, ticket, mm. I just don't know. I don't think Oklahoma's played anyone. Uh, Texas has some very good players on both sides of the ball. True. And I think they just want to come in and show that they're like, a, hey, we're for real. We want to be in the playoff we're going to dominate this conference before we leave type deal. So that's where I'm at. One of us will be right. And one of us will be wrong. That is true. Probably true. I'm 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 smirking on the camera right now because I just looked at Zach's next guy. (laughs) No, it's not. It better be. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Let's we're teasing it. We're trying to get everybody to finish this episode with us. Yeah, everybody's laughing. Uh, okay, I'm, let's go ahead and go to our like Tinsley's best bet. Okay, let's hear it. All right, so I am on. I kind of teased it earlier that I was going to talk about the Chiefs. Yes, they've looked a little. Their offense hasn't been dominant outside of the Bears game, like you would expect a Chiefs offense to be all year. And what better way to bounce back than against 
maybe the worst defense trending in history of the NFL in the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm going with over 52 mm. and a half. Uh, a big part of the reason I'm doing this is you don't blitz Patrick Mahomes. When you blitz Patrick Mahomes, he will find the guy. He will get first downs. He will score touchdowns. Well, here's the thing about the Vikings. They're blitzing on over 50% of plays, but only generating pressures on 14% of those. What does that mean? Wow. They're sending dudes, and they're all getting blocked because no one on that defense can generate any kind of pass rush. Um, Patrick Mahomes, against the blitz, he's averaging 8.7 yards per attempt and has a passer rating of 117.8. I don't know about you guys, but that sounds pretty good. Sounds like maybe you don't want to blitz that guy. So to me, I think he's going to have a heyday against this defense. And the Vikings offense, I know you've talked about it, Mason. Kirk Cousins is on track to break passing yards records. Uh, Justin Jefferson's on track to break the uh, receiving yard record this year. So it's not them. The offense hasn't been the issue. They've been scoring points. Um, This line's very similar to a line I took a few weeks ago with Chargers and Vikings. That one fell. It was was 54 and a half. It would have cleared this 52 and a half. So I'm definitely glad Mm. to get a little bit under. Um that 54 number because that's a pretty big number NFL wise. So I love 52 and a half. I'd stop taking it at 53 and a half just because that's, you don't want to go up all two points. I like it tens. I have a, I have a fun fact for the last weekend's game, the chiefs versus the jets. Zach Wilson's the only quarterback to ever outperform Patrick Mahomes in all of these categories. Fewer interceptions in a game, more completions in a game, more passing yards in a game, more touchdown passes in a game. Gosh, it's pretty wild. But just the fact that no other quarterback has done that during like his whole career is like insane. Like he's dominated in at least one of those categories. It's pretty pretty wild. Like his whole career, he's been around what five seasons now. Yeah, it's like a while. Fifth year. Yeah, so. Pretty fun, like random stat there, but like the pick tens. Love it. All right, my best bet. I feel so. Last week, I went with Evan Ingram over his receiving yards for the morning London game, and it hit in the third quarter. However, I decided not to go with a player prop for my best bet, and I went with the worst bet of the whole weekend and destroyed Tinsley's life. And that was my, uh, the uh, Steelers minus two and a half. They lost the game outright. They didn't just lose. They got blown out. So I'm going to actually go two player props for mine. My best bet is Alvin Kamara over 25 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. First of all, this is a, I feel like I hear it either way. Is it Kamara or Kamara? I say Kamara. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I, Wait, it sounded like you both said one set. Uh, almost positive is Kamara. Just put that out there. I thought it was Kamara. It, From his okay. time in Tennessee. Kamara had his first game back last week against the Bucks. The Saints coaching staff did everything they could to get Kamara involved in their game plan as much as possible. He had 11 carries, and he had a whopping 13 receptions last week. Cool. 13. So here's the thing. He had like 30-something yards, which is like – uh, I need 25 and a half. So 13 receptions for 30 something yards. Isn't that great? But the usage is there. And 
I, I feel it against the Patriots. I know like their defense can be really good sometimes. I feel like they and then the Cowboys blow them out, so we never really know. But I feel like they now that they got them back, they're going to run the ball to him. They're going to continue to pass it. He needs twenty five and a half. He could break that off in one catch if you guys have seen any of yep. like him play ever. So uh, give me that over twenty five and a half receiving yards at minus one fifteen. Put it in the books. Presented by Old Spice. I uh, I really wanted to take Kamara over receptions. They the cowards at DraftKings won't release the book or yep. the line. Um, I wanted that as well. The reason why Derek Carr is dealing with that AC joint uh, injury to his throwing shoulder, so you're about to see Drew Brees level checkdowns to Alvin Kamara. It's about to be. 13 catches, 10 catches. Like, he's about to just – it's just going to be – That's what happened fancy. last week. Yeah, yep. they just chucked it down, and, it, and he wouldn't even get any – like, he would just get a couple yards, but that's okay. That's a, a 13 of a couple yards equals 25 uh, and a half uh, receiving yards, so I'll take yep. it. It's good math. Yep. Thank I you. Did, I like that better. Carry the one. I'm definitely looking at him – Catches and receiving yards, like what you have for some same game parlays. Go ahead and take it now. That's a line that. So I don't think my last one's going to move really. This one I have a feeling on, which I think is going to move. We'll see what happens. But go yeah. ahead and take it now, everybody. All right. All right. Uh, what we got next, everybody? It's, it's, is it? It's parlay it's time. time. It's we're, we're hitting this one. You know why? Because this one's absurd. <laughs> I don't, without Zach's leg in, it was plus 450. I don't know what Zach's leg is. You just put it in. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel good about it. It's a real game. Right, go ahead, go ahead and hit yours right now. This is absurd. But listen, those are the ones that hit. Those are the ones you, that are absurd. Oh, Tinsley's eyes just got huge. All right, Tins, go ahead and do your leg. I'll do my. We'll go in the order. So go All ahead, right. Tins. Uh, so in in our notes for the <laughs> on our Google Doc, I said Rams money line. Let's get wild. Uh, are the Eagles undefeated? Yep. Uh, did they go to the Super Bowl last year? Yep. yep. Do they have an MVP caliber quarterback? Sure do, boss. My here's the team. here's the thing. The Rams are sneaky good this year. The Rams have without draft picks somehow, only having like fourth and fifth round draft picks the last few years have invested in their offensive line. Uh, they're keeping Stafford upright, which that's the Eagles' strength, getting after the quarterback. Something. They're also getting Cooper Cup back this week mm. on top of Puka Nakua breaking every rookie wide receiver Great name. record ever for most catches, yards, all of this for a rookie wide receiver in his first five games. Um, give me the Rams at home. I think the Eagles have looked a little off. We've talked about it. There's just something, maybe just a little bit. You know, there's rumors of Jalen has a shoulder injury. There's some growing drama with A.J. Brown, the diva wide receiver. Uh, give me the Rams. Let's get wild. Let's get wild. Okay, first of all, Tinsley, uh, we're figuring this out in real time. Do you want me to do the math since Zach just put his in, or do you want and do you want to do it? Because I got my leg. That it's I'm been up here in. all along in my head. Okay, you know, I just had to. Look, I'm I'm punching into. I just want to see it. I was stewing on okay. it. Okay, so you're gonna break it down. All right, mine. 
He said it's wild. This is very wild. But I suggest everybody take it. You know why? We're due, and this is a wild bet that's hitting. You know, you just talked about rookie records. Do you know who the first player in NFL history through the first four games to throw 1,200 passing yards and zero? That's right. I said it correct. Zero interceptions. Do you know who that is? CJ Shop. You would be correct. Oh. It is CJ Stroud. I'm good at trivia. That's right. I'm taking the Texans money line against the Falcons, which the Falcons just came back from London. They're dealing with, you know, the time jet change, lag. the travel, the jet lag. They also looked bad. Tense. That's why you want to I spend mean, at least two weeks in London at a time. That's right. But Get in Toys. In Toy Story World, I don't know who watched it, but the Falcons looked horrible in Andy's bedroom. I couldn't imagine what they looked like in in, in an actual football game. <laughs> Got them. Zinger, but I'm taking that's plus money. I got it at plus 110 for Texans money line against the Falcons. He's looked incredible. Raiders out here throwing interceptions galore. The only thing that they can rely on is B. John Robinson. So if the Texans just zone in on stopping him. They'll, they got it. Put it in the bag. Texans money line. Zach, let's hit it. All right, here we are. Uh, I am taking Vandy plus 18 and a half. Uh, they're due, guys. Vandy's due. <laughs> Just kidding. Never again will I bet on those stupid <laughs> idiots from Vanderbilt. Um, they don't even have a scoreboard. They don't even have a real scoreboard. Uh, <laughs> I am taking uh, Kentucky first half. Plus seven and a half. Uh, the hook. I'll tell you why. The hook is one part. Uh, second part. Line for the whole game is 14 and a half. Tempting. But what have, what has been the Georgia's MO this entire year so far? Started South Carolina. Finishing the game. Started off like trash. Wow. Uh, they eventually won big still. like They won comfortably. If you look at the score, you're like, oh, that was a comfortable win. It was not, though. We all know at halftime they were they were down. South Carolina, a team that Tennessee beat up one week ago. Uh, what happened at Auburn? Did not play very well at all in the first half. Um, it's been it's it's two's a trend uh, against two mediocre teams, Auburn and South Carolina. Kentucky, I think, could be sneaky pretty good. Uh, they they have a tough schedule ahead of them. They have like four ranked games in a row, I think. Uh, starting with this one, it's a tough one for them. But I, I like their team. I think that they are playing well. They, they put a smackdown on Florida last week. And so uh, I think they continue this Georgia slow start thing. I think having this quarterback that they don't really trust a whole lot is, is contributing to that. They've got it done so far. So I, I don't feel good about betting 14 and a half. But I do feel pretty good about seven and a half at halftime. And what did Kentucky do against Florida? They shot out the cannons, like guns a blazing. The guns running blazing. back, like rushed. I think it was like school record or whatever against Florida. They looked incredible against Florida. Looked they did. Florida looked bad. Uh, makes me really well, nervous like- about that matchup we have with them coming up a couple weeks. That'll be fine. Tennessee has a very tough schedule ahead as well. One week at a time, Tim. And, parlay. It's all about the parlay right now. We'll focus uh, on that. Feel later. good about the parlay though. Feel feel pretty good about. It. All right, Tens, what is the calculation on the parlay? So not only would the parlay uh, put us up for all the parlays that have lost, 
but then we and then some plus nine nineteen baby plus nine nineteen. What oh, other podcast do. is giving you a plus nine nineteen guaranteed to hit? No, guys, this is it. We're getting this is rich. the one. This is the one. We're all going to put a hundred dollars on it, and we are going to get rich. Putting a thousand dollars on it. <laughs> oh my gosh, responsible. I want to see. I want to see the tickets. Send them out on social media. We want to see. Okay, them. let's make it deal with everybody out there. If anyone sends us money, we'll just put it on our parlay, and we'll split the winnings with you. That's how Why wouldn't they is. just take it? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, love it. I was gonna say, why don't they just take it on their Thank own? You. <laughs> well, I don't know. Tins coworkers giving money apparently do this for him, so I think Tins is running like a bookie. He's like a bookie on the side for I'm like trying. legal sports gambling. <laughs> yep, sounds right. Yeah. So this guy doesn't have set up PayPal apparently, so. Since this is running the books, he did. so I'm running the books. He said, "That gets you in trouble if anyone hears this." No, it's fine. It's fine, guys. It's fine. No one listens. I love how he's, he's. I love how he's checking on the back end. Hey, let's go ahead and throw this out there. Oh, by the way, after I said it on air, I just thought about it. It's fine on live radio. This is no. not live. Well, we can edit that in post. Don't worry. What's fun is that it's legal. We're not even talking about illegal gambling. I live it's in Tennessee. True. It's a legal gambling state. Yeah, it is. All right, guys. Great pod. Up. We feel good? I'm great about it. I feel, I feel great. great. I feel I'm ready. We're winning this next guy at Parlay next. Oh, I forgot. Weekend sweep this week. I had a weekend sweep, everybody. I was going to have a Oh, I did too. All's Titans fantasy. I beat Mason. Uh, clutched up. We had two terrible fantasy weeks, but I beat him. So many minute. points on my bench. Go uh, ahead. He did, but it's my weekend sweep. So shout out my very first one. Tins, you get one too. I had a quadruple uh, sweep. I Dang. won in the fantasy leagues I care about. The Jags smacked around the Falcons. Yeah. Um, UT. UT won. And I hit a fat, fat parlay, five to win like 130. It was like six dudes to go over their catch uh, prop. Guys, we're back. Uh, we're back, baby. The quadruple. Next up, parlay's hitting. Well, the only reason I didn't hit mine is because uh, Zach over here, but also the Lakers aren't playing yet. So I blame it <laughs> on just NBA not starting yet. Yeah, so sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. I think that's our pod, folks. I believe so. Hey, uh, we have another episode coming out Monday. If you've been missing out on those Messing Around Monday episodes, you are uh, missing something special going on over there. Uh, make sure you are listening uh, for the episode Monday morning. Great for a Monday morning commute. You know, you got the down the dumps because you're headed to your to your job. Uh, listen to that. It's going to help perk, perk up your Monday. Um, we have, we are on socials. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you're there with us. Go ahead and like and subscribe on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. And we will see you on Monday. Bye.